Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited for today's episode. It is with Allie and Erica, who are the hosts of Finding Mr. Height podcast. I've known Erica for a while and I just met Allie and she's awesome. If you haven't listened to my episode on their podcast, you should absolutely do that. We are not going to do... I always say we. It's just me. I'm not going to do a big solo today because it's a long episode that I want you to enjoy all of. But I will tell you that I'm so excited because we're... We again... Well, technically we, because I am going on tour this summer and there will be tons of friends of mine in each of the different cities because it'll be panels, kind of like live versions of the podcast. Maybe there'll be one guest, maybe a few, and it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to hang out with you guys. It's going to be in New York City in DC, in Boston, and in Nashville. So if you live in any of those places, or if you're like, you know what, I really want to take a summer trip, I would absolutely love to see you. I am choosing people that I'm going to bring on stage for live dating app consultations. And I just really can't wait. And if you are enjoying these episodes, if you're enjoying this podcast, and you haven't written a review yet, I would love for you to do that. And it would make me so happy. You can just go to wherever you listen to podcasts and scroll to the bottom and then you can rate and then it'll give you an opportunity to write a review. Anyway, without further ado, I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode with Ali and Erica. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Allie and Erica from Finding Mr. Height. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having us. We're so pumped to be here. Thank you for being here. I feel like we're coming off of a high of (laughs) doing your podcast, which I thought was so much fun. Yeah, we had a great time. We had the best time and we were like, we have to do this again immediately. When Mm -hmm. can that be? (laughs) Oh, totally. And and here we are. So I'm going to start with a new question I've been asking my guests, which is what is your favorite romantic gesture? Oh, I, I, mine immediately popped into mind. Okay, tell. Sure. I like little notes. Mm. So, and this was generated from an ex-boyfriend of mine who every time he stayed at my apartment, he had to be at work later than me. Every time I came home, there was a little note on my bed. That's really cute. And it wasn't even like, sometimes it was just a heart. Yeah. But just something cute that I could come home to. I really loved it. And to this day, my favorite. I think that's like a dying art. Like Agreed. I, you see that in rom-coms all the time with the notes. And then you're kind of like, why the note if you could text? 
but the note is so like meaningful it's just yeah. so cute like i always want to like roll over in the morning and have a note be there being like got you bagels like uh, they're they're in the kitchen like had to run you know so cute and i saved all of them and i yeah. have them in a box and i just it's my favorite that's really cute i want to go back to saving them uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like gotcha you're like, well, you walked right into that one <laughs> i'm a food gal i like a guy who could uh, cook Okay. But even just, uh, I'll never forget, I really, really liked the last guy I dated. One of the first times I stayed over, he went out in a snowstorm to get stuff to cook breakfast. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, I'll come with you. He was like, no, stay, chill. He's like, I'm just out of some eggs. I'll go get some stuff. And then Swoon. He, yeah, right? So it's a, it's partly an acts of service thing, I'd say. But Yeah, that's but like hot. A, it's hot. It's nice because I do that for people. So you someone you does cook it for, for people? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big mm -hmm. cook, so I like to do it. Yeah, I, that's because I was wondering if you were saying I like a guy who can cook because I can't cook, but it's good to like be able to give what you can receive. Yeah, and they don't have to be amazing. Yeah, it's like everyone can figure out some type of breakfast. Sure, it's just such a nice gesture, like you're at someone's place, right? And they they get up out of bed to make you breakfast. That's very very sweet to me. Very like sweet. I yeah. agree, Allie. Hi. Going back to <laughs> the saving of the notes. Mm -hmm. Would you, if you met a guy and you found like a box of all the notes that he had saved from someone, would you be pissed? Or like, do you think it's fair game? I don't still have them. I saved okay. them during our relationship. Okay, fair. Mm. But I also don't think I'd be pissed if I found that. Because I do have some stuff from mm. old boyfriends, not those notes specifically. Yeah. But I do have some stuff. Yeah. I think it's nice, like a scrapbook. I agree. I had stuff up until like moving in with Steven, my husband, because I not like still we weren't engaged yet, but I still felt like if we're going to move in together and mm. I'm going to bring my like note, that's my, <laughs> my, my memorabilia yeah. of my exes. Like I would just be a weird, guilty feeling. That makes sense. Mine now, I feel like most of them are pretty old. Like I have, in addition to like my middle school diary, I have a box that also has like the corsage that my high school boyfriend gave me for prom. It's like stuff like that that also feels like milestones of my life, not just stuff from that guy. I think that's cute. I think that's fair. I actually regret getting rid of some of them only because like when I have kids one day, I want to be like, look, like, you know, this guy cheated on mommy and he wrote her this like long <laughs> apology note. Don't go out with guys like that. Here I am thinking you're going to be like, look, here's mommy's corsage from prom. Yeah. And you're like, no, cautionary tale. Uh, <laughs> Either way, it's a lesson of like, this is how you should be treated or yeah, shouldn't be treated, right, I guess. Exactly. Totally. Funny. Okay, so backing up a little bit, how old are you guys and where are you from? I'm 35. I am from San Diego, California. Very cool. Yeah. I'm 31, soon to be 32, and I'm from Binghamton, New York. Love Absolutely. it. Love we it. We were supposed to say soon to be. I am closer to 36 <laughs> than you are to 32. <laughs> and how did you guys meet? We met because of podcasting. Mm -hmm. So I had Finding Mr. Height, the podcast, for it's been like two years now. And Erica had me on to her podcast, Shooters Gotta Shoot, as a guest back when she had a co-host on that pod. And then I don't even remember when we started DMing my co-host left my show. That's right. And the day that she announced it, Allie hit me up being like, oh, how you doing? And we ended up just having a drink, catching up. And then we just started hanging as friends. And then Allie's old co-host, Rourke, ended up leaving the show due to like work reasons. And then she had an empty seat for a co-host. So we were like, you want to combine forces? And 
I was more than happy to join. I'm having a good time. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's like also a good way to meet if it were in a romantic situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like you meet through a work thing, you stay in touch, you DM here and there. And that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for in another situation, like I feel like through podcasting when I was single and podcasting, I like I had people come on the podcast who I was like, oh, okay, you know, interested a little bit. And then we would like DM has that ever happened to you guys with guests that you've had on your podcast? It hasn't happened to me. For shooters, I've had someone on either that I was originally interested in and then interviewing them made me <laughs> not interested oh, anymore. No. Uh, not in an extreme way, but you have a little intrigue. Uh -huh. uh, and then I've had the opposite where like really getting to know people or seeing their vulnerable side. You're like, oh, this is a really good dude. Mm -hmm. And it suddenly piques your interest a little. Right, right. That, that being said, I've never dated someone that mm -hmm. I like had on as a guest first. What did the person do on the podcast that made you be like, this person is not? Uh, a lot of times it's just like their thoughtfulness and how they think of things. But I think the main thing is like, you can tell how they view women when you're talking to them mm -hmm. about dating. And especially, you know, we've all had times where with people that it's not a dating or serious thing. And especially with men, a lot of them are very dodgy and not very upfront. Whereas other ones are very like communicative about it. And they'll openly say, hey, I'm, you know, not looking to date. I think you're really great. Like, this is just a casual thing. But, you know, you know, if you want more than that, we shouldn't hook up. Like, things like that. I'm like, oh, you're, you're a good guy. And you communicate. And you're not, not shady and kind of dodgy, which is how I found right. a lot of men to be in general. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> fair. So you guys are, so I'm, I know, I'm pretending to know less right now. <laughs> what are your current relationship statuses? I'm single. Yeah, we're both single. Yeah. <laughs> so when you guys are dating, because you're like both single and you're friends, do you date together in a way? Like, do you go out together ever to, you know, pick up a guy or do you ever go on a double date or are you kind of just like in your own lanes on the apps doing your thing? So we tried to double date. There's like this <laughs> dating app that facilitates double dates it skews very young as it turns out, but we tried. We made a profile, like tried. the whole thing. We yeah. got no interest. But we've done a few events together. But we have done events. And mm -hmm. that's, I actually remember when I, so I do like date recaps, like get ready with me for dates and stuff. Yeah. And the first time I went to drinks with her, I did a video like that. That was like, get ready with me to go meet a new friend. <laughs> and in that video, I was like, I'm excited to meet a single friend that I could maybe go to events with and not feel like I'm there by myself and I don't know anyone. And right. we've done that a few times. Yeah, we've gone to a few different things. Like speed dating events? We did a, there's the girl that does the chaotic singles parties. She did okay. one in New York, so we yeah. both went to that. And then like after that, we ended up going out, going to a bar. There was another night we, we did, hung out. We did shows. the Thursday event. Oh yeah, we did. There's Twice? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys feel like you give each other good advice or do you feel like, because when I was single and I was asking my friends for advice, like, you know, like the famous Sex in the City quotes, like the blind mm -hmm. leading the blind. <laughs> like I was, I did not, it's almost like I, I don't know. I just didn't want to take advice from other people in a similar situation, which it sounds silly because you're like, well, they're going through the same experiences as me, but I don't know. How do you feel about that? You mean in terms of like you want advice from someone that's in a relationship? Yeah, kind of like single? asking advice from like someone who like has what you want or whatever mm. versus someone who's in the same situation as you. 
Yes and no, because I feel like people that are my friends that have been in relationships for a while are so out of touch with what's currently happening. In right. Dating. So they'll be saying things and I'm like, yeah, you've met your person four years ago. Yeah. Like the, 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 like the features on a dating app alone have changed so much in four years. And it's not to say they're completely out of touch, but I feel like the thing that's frustrating is a lot of people that are in relationships have like, if anything, an exception to a rule that happened with them. And then they almost encourage you to go against your instincts sometimes. Yeah. Because I mean, I ultimately sit there and go, well, if it's meant to be with two people, if you have one little slip up with something, yeah, it's like, it'll work out anyway. Right. So th- it's always interesting that you'll be like, ah, uh, you know, I feel like this guy's not into it. I initiated the last combo I haven't heard. And then some friends like, yeah, I mean, I called so-and-so yeah, the day after I met him and, and I initiated the whole thing and we're fine. And it's like, yeah. that is, that, that, I'm not saying that it's not going to work for just different situations. Totally. Yeah, so. I feel like most people's advice is based on purely anecdotal evidence of their own experience, yeah. which like, I understand why that's the case. But what I appreciate more than like getting advice from Erica is having the like solidarity together of like we're in this together and, you know, hearing like if I feel like the dating apps are really dry, which I do right now. Right. That like she's also frustrated. Yeah, And that we're both kind of dealing with that. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's nice with the pod is we both give dating updates is that I get so excited when she has dating updates (laughs) that I'm less bummed that I have nothing to say. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you have stuff yeah. going on. Right, right. right. No, I love that. But single or in a relationship, I feel like an outside party, it's like a therapist. It's like they are purely observ- observing the whole yeah. thing and they right. don't have any emotions involved. Right. So that's always where it's like, no matter single or relationship, like someone that's removed from it can kind of see it more clearly. Totally. Or they can point out like, you're not happy. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. you keep complaining about this one thing and you say it doesn't bother you, but. Clearly it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You keep case. bringing it up. <laughs> uh-huh. Have you guys ever like had the same match on a dating app or anything like that? So funny of the pod's called Finding Mr. Height. We're both tall. Right. That I didn't think about it at first with being on apps. And then I was like, oh, Allie, we might have to double check running <laughs> people by each other. For sure. Because if we both put a height filter on, it's already lowering the pool. So small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, not that so we're aware of. We haven't encountered anything yeah. we know for sure, but I'm sure it's happened. Like it has to have happened. We've had to have at least gotten the same match for sure. Yeah. And by the way, they're putting the hype filter on too. Maybe they want a taller woman. Exactly. And so both of you would be in that pool. Yeah, for sure. You never know. If you are thriving in this beautiful weather, that might mean that you're going out and you're drinking. It might mean that you're working out more because you want to be outside, running on the West Side Highway, doing your thing, whatever it is. Element is what you need to be drinking in order to replenish your electrolytes. You probably don't think about your electrolytes and realize the importance of how you need to replenish them, but Element is the perfect tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything that you need and nothing that you don't, which means a lot of salt, but no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio of 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. I can't explain to you guys how important these things are. When I first 
gut element. I was like, why do I need salt in my life? Like what's, what's the deal with potassium? And it's so important because actually for me, I'm allergic to bananas. So I get no potassium. Also magnesium. When I work out, my muscles need magnesium in order to sleep better. I need magnesium. It's really amazing. My favorite flavor is the raspberry, but people love the watermelon or the citrus. If you're more of a citrusy girly or boy, (laughs) an element is also formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs. So even if you're following a keto, low carb or paleo diet, you can still drink element. I love it when I'm just feeling so fatigued and I want to start the day because I'm not really a smoothie girl anymore. And so I just will pour a little pack of element into my water bottle, my small bottle, and I will shake it up and it is so delicious. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets for free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash Acme. This deal is only available through my link. So you must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash Acme. Element also offers no questions asked refunds. You can try it totally risk-free. And if you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. I was just on a bachelorette last weekend and we were discussing how whenever women leave their men at home for the weekend, all the men do is jerk off. It's like what they love to do. It's just their thing. And it made me realize that women should be doing it more, like a lot more. And that's why I love Dipsy so much. That's why I love working with them for the podcast. I love that they support our episodes because Dipsy is an app designed by women for women. It is full of hundreds of short and sexy audio stories that bring scenarios to life, whether it is hooking up with your trainer or talking to the hot British guy on the subway, you can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. I personally love to run a bath and put Dipsy on speakerphone and just, you know, get inspired. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read if you're into the literatica vibe. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Acme. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Acme. That's dipsystories.com slash Acme. Prioritize your sexual wellness. Okay, so I have all these dating rules, which I'm sure you're like a little bit familiar with. Yep. What do you think about dating rules? I know that we had talked a little bit about the sex, the not having sex on the first date on your podcast, which both of you are aligned that that's not the best move. But what about other kind of things to keep yourself in check in terms of like, you know, don't text thank you or no more than two drinks, you know, little things like that. Do you mind those things or are you just like, I'm going going on this date. I'm going to be me, whatever. I think that 
one of the things that is tough about rules is that they lack context and mm-hmm. nuance. And I, I think it's, I understand why we want them because it like makes it easier for us to frame things or like it helps to put things in a box sometimes or to give us guidelines. But so much of it is contextual about what works for you. So like the two drinks maximum example. Let's say that I know that when I go on dates and I have more than two drinks, that it doesn't turn into the kind of situation I want. Then that's a great rule for me. But for somebody else, it might not be. And so I think a lot of it comes down to knowing yourself mm-hmm. and figuring out what's going to work for you. And if there is a rule that makes sense for you, like not having sex on the first date makes sense for me. But there could be other people that have different goals or that don't, you know, for me, when I have sex with someone, I can no longer objectively <laughs> evaluate mm-hmm. the situation. Yeah. But for other people, that's not true. So then like maybe that rule is not relevant for them. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't feel like I have any rules I actively say to myself and try to make myself, quote, stick to. But I think it's just each of us through our own dating experiences come up with what's something I like or what's something I've done in the past that I regret doing. And then I try to be like, okay, let's just, let's not repeat that pattern again. So I'm I'm trying to think. I was like, yeah. That's like essentially how I've come up with rules because it's like, and I think, Ali, you mentioned like we can only really talk about our own experience. Like the rules that I formulated were like, I did this. It wasn't good Mm -hmm. for me. I don't. And then like, I'm going to share all the things that didn't work for me. And then you take what works for you or, you know, you take whatever you want and leave the rest type of thing. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like so many things that didn't work for me also don't work for other people just because like we're all kind of Mm -hmm. the same in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I totally with you. Like I think that I like the take what you want and leave what you don't philosophy. I think that a lot of times something that I see and not with your rules in specific or like your advice, but I see people saying, oh, well, you didn't do that. Or like you did it this way. Mm, Doomed. Mm. Or like, oh, you fucked up. Like, and that I think adds anxiety right to a situation that already has enough right no it's true it's true but i will stand by that i think if you have a and i'm curious what you guys think a Mm -hmm. sleepover too soon and not even talking about sex a sleepover okay because i find it to be so intimate yeah that it can like create a false sense of i don't know if it's like a false sense of intimacy or just like like I'm ready to like take the next step kind of, I don't know. That do you, women will get the false impression that the man is. Is that what you're trying to say? No, the other way around. Oh, well, I think you could say that for a lot of things. Right. I think the biggest, one of the biggest dating mistakes I see women specifically make is, well, we've been talking and texting for weeks and I've had to learn that lesson myself. And I'm like, so what? And when friends say that to you, but now I'm like, yeah, so he's texting you. Cool. Is that really like showing up for you and being there for you and really right, right. dating you and pursuing you? Right. But we think it is because it's, an, uh, it's a serotonin kick. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is interest. It's not that it's not interest, but a lot of times a lot of women I will see fall into like that weighs so much to them that they'll think the relationship is farther than it is or they think the investment is higher than it is. Yeah. When really it's like texting is such a basic level of investment. Do you think sleepovers then like fall in that same camp? 
of uh, like you feel like the investment is higher because you've spent so much time with them like in your space or in their space? I think women value it more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I'd say especially the sleepover where the Saturday you're having breakfast together and hanging out. Right. That, it that will fuck you up. It doesn't necessarily mean you are for sure their girlfriend or. Right. I can't tell you not. how many times I get a DM that's like, we spent seven hours together. And it's like, well, you, why? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the problem right there. They're like, we yeah. spent seven hours together and I didn't hear from them. It's like, why'd you give them seven hours? You don't know them. Well, that's what's hard is when you're having a great time. And I've been that person. Yeah. I'm having a great time. I want to spend the seven hours with them but I do rack it higher in my brain than they do. And scientifically, men fall in love in the space. Mm -hmm. They fall in love when they aren't right there with you. It's like giving them that space to miss you is a lot of times when they kind of fall in love is when they're thinking about you and you're not there. Right. Which it's, we're just the opposite. Yeah. And so that's why we value the six hours together. We think, oh my gosh, she's so into me. Right. Yeah, I try to leave, this is just a, like, it's not even a rule, but something I think about. I try to leave dates on a high where, like, I'm feeling like we're still at the peak of the date because I have fallen into a pattern in the past of going on marathon dates, sleepovers or not, mm-hmm. but marathon dates where by the end, it's like, I feel like we just had an entire lifetime mm-hmm. or, like, multiple dates or, like, a whole relationship has transpired in the last seven hours. Right. And now I can't objectively look at this. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I think that's a good rule. Can I ask you about one of your rules? Specifically? Yeah. yeah. So you have, you are okay with women initiating for a first date. Yeah. Right. Or whatever. We should get a drink sometime, throwing it out there of, hey, I would be interested. And then letting the man take the lead. Exactly. Which that's very much my style as well. I'm like, oh, I don't care. I'll throw it out there. I'll shoot the first DM. But I've kind of learned to be like, okay, once you make it known, I don't got to follow up. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm the one following up, he probably isn't interested. Cosine. So you did initiate with your now husband. Yeah. Did you or did you not initiate the second date? Okay. This is a hot, this is a hot one. I'm just saying. No, no, no. It's funny. Because I feel like that's a rule of yours, right? Yeah. Don't initiate no, I was the actually going to bring this up because you talked about how when you hang out with a friend who's in the long relationship, they're like, just text them again. Part That's part of why. So. I'm not saying it's wrong, by the no, way. It's no, just no, no, interesting. No. You broke no, your own rule. I, I actually <laughs> would advise people not to do that still, even though okay. I did it. And the reason was because when I ran into my husband, when we were both 29, he had hit on me in a way that made it clear to me that he was like interested in me and had mm-hmm. been. So I had been the one like in a relationship at the time. And mm-hmm. then I broke up with that person and I reach out to him and was like, hey, I'm now single. Do you want to grab a drink? Right. We ended up going out for coffee, but I was very much like freshly single and had like made that clear on the date. It was coffee. So there's not as much as like, it's not as vibey. It's not as Mm -hmm. sexy, whatever. I knew after that coffee date that he was still into me, continuing to be, because he texted me right after. Yeah. And he like wanted to continue talking. He had found, this pen. He had found <laughs> out his birth time from his mom, which you guys know I'm an astrology nut. Yeah. And he texted it to me. So I was like, okay, you don't just do that if you don't like a girl, whatever. Okay. And then I didn't hear from, and then we spoke even later that night. So this is a Saturday. Okay. Okay. Just painting the picture for you. Saturday at 4 p.m. or whatever. And then we both like go on with our nights and have plans. Mm-hmm. I also ended the coffee date sooner than it would have ended to meet a guy and like made that clear. But I said it was a friend because it was. And it wasn't like, you know, whatever. 
we text later that night because of him. And then I don't respond to the last text sent. Okay. 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 The day of Sunday happens and I don't hear from him at all that day. And your anxiety is panicking. My anxiety is panicking. (laughs) The next morning I go to the gym. I was seeing like a trainer at the time. And you know when you're just like so uneasy after a breakup and then you like kind of put yourself out there and then you just like are so emotionally heightened. I just like cried. Like it was so weird. And I didn't think I was crying over my breakup. I thought I was like crying because I liked this guy so much and he didn't text me, you know? And I was just like, not okay from it. That night I had dinner with a girlfriend who was in like a six year relationship. Mm -hmm. Like we just talked about. And I told her this story. I was like, I went out with this guy. He definitely is into me, but he hasn't texted me since Saturday night. And I showed her the conversation. She was like, well, you were the last, he was the last person to say something. And if you know he's into you, why don't you just text him? And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, you don't understand. Like, (laughs) I live by this set of rules. Like, I Mm. literally can't do that. And she's like, but this is an exception situation because you know he's into you. Like, you're sure. Well, you do and you don't. Right, exactly. He hit on you aggressively. And exactly. Then, you know. But like you could hit on someone and just like want to fuck them or whatever. And then yeah. like get to you know could give them someone on your birth time and just yeah, want to fuck them. Exactly. <laughs> you can get to know them on a date and then be like, oh, never mind. So I was shitting my pants, but I was like, you know what? Fine. Like this is, you know, you never know. And so I sent him a text that was very like thought out crafted that said, just because it said his initials SG, just because I asked you on the first date doesn't mean I'm going to ask you on the second date. So again, to me, in my mind, that wasn't me saying, do you want to go on a second date? Yes, it is. It is. No, it, it, is. Is. it, it is. is. It is. It absolutely, it absolutely is. is. Don't it even. Is. It you is. Can't. No, it is. Hold on. <laughs> it is. Time you but I'm saying, denial. no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it is. But it's not me flat out saying, when it are we going to go on a second date, though? It's still me and my way of like protecting myself saying like, you know, because the worst that he could have said is like, ha ha, you're right. Like, and then he never followed Exactly. Up. So yeah. it's better. It's, it's more safe than me saying, are we going to go on a second date? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, it's. But it's the same. But also, message. I wouldn't say to say, are we going on a second date? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you're yeah. basically being like, oh, I would have fucked it up if I said hey, I would really love to see you again. Let me know when you're free this week. Well, that would have just been like literally giving him my heart on in yeah. like a, <laughs> an you, envelope. You did that in code. I did that in but code. The but the it's the same thing. You exactly. asked him on the no, second true, date. You I didn't mean, make the plan. No, 100%, you know, but at you least it was in code. And that's yeah. a lot of times. <laughs> that's a lot of times what the, re- the, <laughs> no, you're right. the rules are you're is right. basically to not push and let them very much come no, to you. No, you're absolutely right. And that is actually dating room a lot. dating where a lot of people have is men, if you date men, they have to initiate the second date. Right. And that's something that I didn't abide by before, but it is something I actually do abide by now. Yes, and I, by the way... And think, I'm not saying you're wrong to do that, Yeah, by the if, way. if for some crazy... Like, if, if I became single again, I would still continue to abide by that. Mm-hmm. It was the kind of thing where, like, when Allie and I were just talking about take what you want and leave the rest, yeah. or take what you feel is right and leave the rest, yeah. I felt like he was into me. Like, I was convinced. And so I sent that text... And I literally, you know, when you send a risky text and you put your phone in like bomb, like I was like, I don't want to see my phone ever again, immediately, ever again. Mm -hmm. And so I, I kept it face down for the rest of the dinner with her, enjoyed our time together. And then I turned it around to like 
get an Uber at the end of the night, no response. <laughs> yeah. It was so <laughs> I would have crawled scared. out of my my, my heart <laughs> dropped. Uh-huh. And I actually talk about this on my episode that he came on because mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Like my heart dropped. I still accuse him to this day of being on a date with someone else <laughs> at the time. Mm-hmm. But he claims he was with his friends and he, as soon as he got the text, he was like, yo, dude, like Lindsay Metzler texted me like, and like uh-huh. was bragging about it, got excited about it, whatever. And then like played the, his like game right of not responding yeah. until like the end of the night. But no, I mean, I did break my break a rule 100%. Right. I admit that and have multiple times on the podcast. But the reason I did is because I knew he was into me. And it, so it was like a confidence well, you don't know thing. until you know. You, right. But I, you can but say that now. No, I can't say that. But if he didn't answer You're or right. dodged it, You're you would have right. been like, I thought he was in. You're me. right. Now but you get to say, I knew no, he was in. No, 100%. But I think yeah. the bottom line is if you're initiating that second date out of insecurity, out of validation, then don't do it. If you're initiating it out of confidence, maybe if it's delusional confidence, but still confidence and like, I know this guy's into me, then I think, you know, I mean, in I that would even case. say the confidence can be, I don't give a fuck. I want to go out with this guy again. I don't care. And I'm going to send the note because I think with all these scenarios, what I always ask myself is, what will I regret more? If yeah. I was you and I really liked this guy and I never did that reach out and I never heard from him again, I would always wonder, what if I did just initiate that second date? Yeah, day? yeah, that's And fair. if the result ended up being the same, so what? Right. Because I personally hate sitting there being like, why didn't you do something, Erica? Right. In a bar, I see a cute dude and I don't say hello. When I leave that bar, I'm, that's all I'm thinking about on my ride home. Yeah. It's like you didn't even try. Right. You didn't even put an opportunity to have a conversation with this yeah. person or something like that. Yeah, no. But that, it, that depends on your personality. Right. I think that like I like what you said a lot about doing it from confidence and not insecurity, because I think if you're doing it just to soothe your anxiety, yeah, it's not gonna work. Because yeah. then it's gonna it's just gonna happen again. Right. Like then he's gonna respond and then you're just gonna be in that cycle again. Yeah. But if you're doing it from a place like you said of like, I don't give a fuck, like I wanna go out with this guy again and I'm pretty sure he wants to go out with me too. And if he doesn't, this isn't going to change that. Right. The answer's not changing because I don't ask the question. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I agree. And I think I think the reason that the rules are so difficult is because in the early stages of dating, like for example, when I met or ran into him and sent him that first initial text asking him out, like he was dating other people because right. everyone that you meet is dating of other course. people. Like yeah. the, no one's like completely single as in not had a date in a year unless that's like their choice, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think in a way, like not that I had to like prove myself, but like I had to like wiggle up there to the front. You know what I mean? In a way. And so I don't know, It's but it's interesting. And like, I'm glad you asked me that because it literally is like the number one thing <laughs> that people say when I'm getting trolled is like, she broke her own rule. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I did. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not denying that, but like I did it because I felt it was right to do and okay to do. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It could have it could have backfired, but it didn't. But that's the exception. But you I know? think if it did backfire, we talked about this on our pod a little bit, like yeah. then I think it wasn't the right situation. Like if right. you saying that very innocuous thing that you said, like it's not like you said something insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you saying that made him be like, oh, this girl expressed interest in me. I do not want her now. Yeah. Like, right. Fuck that guy, though. Or like, right. that'd be horrible. Yeah. Or what I like about this conversation, no one at all is mentioning the upper hand bullshit. Right. No. Because I hate that. 
Yeah. I hate when it's like people give you any advice that they're like, well, you want to keep the upper hand. I'm like, what upper hand? No, the upper hand is, what is upper toxic. Hand? I'm no. interested. Yeah. Are they interested? That's yeah. what we're both trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like the way that you put that. I think the rules that I like to share with people are like, this is a guideline for like the bare minimum of like, if you're someone who's like, I don't really know how to date. I don't do it well. Or I feel like I'm always chasing a guy. It's like, well, why don't you let them come to you? Mm -hmm. Here's some rules, you know? And that wasn't me. Like I am still to this day, like the most guarded person in dating. So it was almost like I kind of had to do this. Whereas I feel like a lot of the people who follow the rules are people who have tried X, Y, and Z mm -hmm. and it didn't work. And they're like, let me try something else. I also think I liked the part where you were talking about you were freshly single. He knew that. I think that a lot of times for women who date men, they forget that no one's a mind reader yeah. and that he doesn't necessarily know you're interested. Like you said, you went to coffee, you were freshly single. I like the idea of expressing to him, like, yes, I'm also into this. Right. Yeah, we've all been there on an Instagram trying to figure out, are they single again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they or are they not? There's no right. announcement. I don't know. Like, right. That but, I'm like, yeah, make it known. Yeah. If you want to make it known to somebody. Yeah, make it known. But you always kind of know there's always like that first post where it's like <laughs> a little too much of a thirst trap. It's like them with like, their niece, you know, and like they're looking a little too ripped. <laughs> I have a friend with benefits who he, we talk a lot, but he sometimes has a girlfriend, sometimes I have a boyfriend, whatever. I always know when he's single based on what he's said to me. And it's not because it's dirty. I just know immediately there's just like a vibe. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, this guy's yeah. single. And then eventually it'll come out and then we make <laughs> plans to meet. <laughs> I love that. Do, do you both have friends with benefits? I don't have one currently. I've had mm -hmm. them in the past, but I just... I'm at the point in my life I'm I just have gotten tired of casual hookups. Yeah. Of like I either get bored with them very quick or I want something more. Right. So I'm just at the point I'm like I don't really care to have one yeah. as much. Mine doesn't live here. Oh, that's it's yeah. very like if yeah. he, I don't yeah, think if, still. if he lived here I don't think I could like continue it on. Right. We more have like weekend getaway vacations when both of us are single. Yeah. That's great. It's very fun. I used to have a very steady friend with benefits and like still have nothing but respect for him to this day. Oh, yeah. But it was like it worked because I, I going back to rules, I had rules around it, <laughs> which were necessary, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think if he lived here, if my friend with benefit lived here, that I think it would be very different. I would have to put some serious guardrails around it. Yeah. It fully feels like vacation now when yeah. I see him. It's amazing. If you are looking for meals that are ready to eat, delivered to your door, and actually help you look and feel your best, Sakara is the answer. And it's so much more than just a meal delivery program. Sakara is a nutrition program that's kind of like having a nutritionist and a chef all in one. Their meals are expertly designed to support your goals from weight management to clearer skin and boosted energy. And not to mention, they are freaking delicious. Also, if you read that very depressing article that fries make you depressed, I know I'm I'm suffering from the backlash of that as well. But it's just a fact. When I eat Sakara meals that are plant rich and good for me, I actually feel better. I have higher energy. I'm less bloated and I'm just all around a better person to be around. 
Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their science-backed ready-to-eat meals deliver results that you can see and feel from weight management and ease bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off of their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Acme or enter code Acme at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash Acme to get 20% off of your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme. Check it out. I also love their probiotics. I take them every morning and it helps me go to the bathroom. Sakara.com slash Acme. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. The reason that I started to use Athletic Greens is because I'm not super regular. And also there are days where I don't get the vegetables, the nutrients that I need in my body, in my system. And I just wanted a routine that made me feel good and started my day on a positive note. So I started taking AG1 by Athletic Greens by in the morning, taking a scoop of the powder or if I'm on vacation, which has been happening a lot more, taking a travel pack and pouring it into water with some ice, mixing it up or shaking it up and drinking it that way post-workout. Post-workout is when it makes me feel my best. I drink it after I do Pilates and then I will make my breakfast and it just adds something really great. And it's not overpowering like a smoothie or something like that. It just really helps me with my digestion. And when I do take my AG1 by Athletic Greens, my skin feels better. I sleep better. But when I don't take it, I can notice that these things are off. And it's just so easy to fit it into your lifestyle. Like there's no reason that you shouldn't do it. It's the healthiest thing that you can do in under a minute. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's an amazing deal. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Acme. That's athleticgreens.com slash Acme and check it out. Allie, I want to talk or not Allie. Sorry, but I do. I do want to talk to you. Okay. But Erica, I want to talk a little bit about herpes and dating with herpes. So when you came on, we met Acme years ago, you had kind of mentioned it, but it was like at the end of our recording and we didn't really get into it as much. But you were diagnosed with herpes. When were you diagnosed? Uh, I have had it for six years now. Okay. So it was August of six years ago. And do you know? Do you know how you got it? Is it a thing that you uh, can I know find who out? I got it from? I okay. had sex with somebody. Yeah, uh, they apparently did not know that they had it. Did not have any symptoms. And a week later, I had two bumps one night. Went to like the walk-in the next morning. All of a sudden, it was four bumps. Immediately upon looking at it, they were like, "This is probably herpes." Gave me Valtrex. I got a blood test, and then I went to um, actually went to a dermatologist on Monday because it's a skin condition where they mm-hmm. did a swab test. So mm-hmm. it was like triple confirmed. And what's good about blood tests is I didn't have any antibodies. So they were like, this is brand new. And I was and I said to the doctor, I had sex for the first time in almost a year, a week ago. And so they were like, yeah, that's it's most likely from this person, blah, blah, blah. And 
forgive my like ignorance about the whole thing, but is is it mouth herpes or? So this is where people kind of mess up or technically type one is referred to as oral herpes and type two is referred to as genital. However, either type you can get in either place. So I have type one, but I have it vaginally. I have it on my vagina area. Okay. And I know people that have both either or, et cetera. So type one actually is a lot more common like vaginally or I mean, genitalia, Jesus, I can't speak, <laughs> on your genitals than people think. Okay. But it is the same thing as cold sores. It's the exact same virus. Yeah. And I remember when we talked about this last, you had said that you put it on your dating app profile. Did I, I don't know if you still do that. Oh, I think I did try it for a yeah, while. I yeah. think it was after I became public about it. I did because I, I run this like herpes support group and I had a couple people in there who started putting that on there and yeah. they wrote it as HSV1. So you kind of have to be somewhat educated to like know what it is. Right. And they were having actually like some good success for it. And I was like, well, you know, let me try it out. I don't have it on there currently, but I'm so public about it that they automatically find out I do comedy. If they look up my stuff, they'll they'll find it mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. When so. do you tell somebody if, like if you do decide to tell? Because I'm assuming like you don't have to tell them if you're not going to be intimate with them, right? Yeah, you absolutely don't have to tell someone before you're going to be intimate with them. And that's the hardest part about when I first got it or when other people first get it is you go on a date and you're immediately in your head of, how am I going to tell this person? What am I going to tell this person? You're not at all focused on, am I enjoying this date? Do I even is it relevant? like this person? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're stepping like eight steps ahead. And this is the part that gets hard, especially if you have a type of rule for yourself of, okay, I don't want to sleep with someone for five dates or 12 dates, whatever it is. I feel it is like misleading if you don't tell someone before that though a bit. Like, especially if you're going to be waiting 10 dates and then you don't reveal it till 10 dates. I think that's a bit misleading. Mm -hmm. I think it would be good to reveal around that third date mark, whether you plan on sleeping with them or not. But also because I've had the most success revealing it not in a sexual situation. Whereas when I first got it, I was so uncomfortable with it. I like had to kind of back myself into a corner to open my mouth and be like, hey, by the way, I have this thing. And that's just a total mindfuck of like somewhat emotions, hormones, like you date men. It's like boner brain. They're a little like what? Like and I didn't want to be in a scenario that someone just says yes in the moment and then regrets it later. So I've had the most success like talking about it in a setting that's not at all like a bedroom and clothes are coming off and things are getting heated. Because I've because I have not told two people before, and it was partly because I like put myself in that heated situation. Yeah, and I and I chickened out to be honest. I would actually argue that the best way to tell men like anything is not in a bedroom situation. Like, not, like, <laughs> yeah, true. Like, but yeah. even just like talking about like your favorite sexual position, I think is better done at like a dinner table. Then stakes are lower. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Or same with like suggesting something different. Right. Or. I don't want to say like criticism of some kind, but no, if you're but definitely. somewhat alluding to something like that, it's like right after sex pillow talk oh, or yeah. Yeah. during and it's, it's just not. That can time. be dark. That can yeah. be hard. No pun intended. <laughs> but going back to the like actual contracting of it, can you still get it if you use protection? Yes, because it's a skin condition. And this is the part that people usually mess up the most is like, you're taught with every other STD or STI, like chlamydia, it's transmitted through the exchange of fluids. And herpes is a skin condition. So wearing a condom, yes, it can protect you more, 
but the best thing that actually protects you is medication if you're mm-hmm. on some type of Valtrex or a different form of it. Mm-hmm. So, and it, the medication basically reduces the chances of your outbreaks and also the chances of shedding. And shedding is basically you can be transmitting it or a chance of transmitting it, although you are not having any bumps or symptoms. Mm-hmm. And that is on average like eight days a year. So, How, where do you stand with that person who gave it to you today? So for a very long time, when I got it, I actually never was really like angry with him. I was very mad at myself because I felt like it was my fault that I got it. And I was very like, how could you have let this happen? And I was one of those people that before I had sex with anybody, I would ask, hey, when's the last time you got tested? Have you ever had an STI? Because I did know a girl in college who got herpes. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, legally, if you ask people, they have to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was going to like fix all my problems. Right. Like, oh, just make sure I always ask. And I was always a condom user. I really never had like those nights where I was like, oh, whoops, we didn't use one. I was very much like always a nope. Birth control is is the plan B. Plan A is condoms. And if that breaks, OK, oh, I'm on the pill. I should be OK. Yeah. But with that person, I mean, we don't like talk. We're not friends. When I had my podcast come out and I was public about it. He pretended he didn't know it existed. However, I had him on my email list and I could track if he opened the email. And he'd opened it seven times. <gasps> yeah. Oh, wow. And he showed up to a comedy show of mine and then just was being all like, hey, how are you? Like, we're best friends. And I was sitting there like, dude, you ghosted me was how things like ended overall. And then he was like, oh, do you have a minute? And then he just gave me this vague spiel of like, you know, I feel like maybe, you know, I didn't treat you like that well in the past. And you know, I just want to apologize and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm older now. And I look back at that, like, you know, I'm really sorry. I should have treated you better. And I just was like, you mean forgiving me herpes? I was like, because you've never like said that word out loud to me. And I think he did know he had it because I look back. And when I told him, the first thing he said to me was, well, we should make a promise to each other that we'll never hold this over the other person. That was his first response? That was the very first thing he said. That's Uh, not the first thing you say if you're just finding out. Thank you. So, but at the time I was, I'm crying. I'm I'm like a mess and I'm just, and he was even like, I don't know if I have it. And I remember saying, well, can you please just get tested? And I, the last person I slept before him, I told him he got tested. He was fine. So I was like, okay, it's gotta be from this guy. And I remember like following up about it, feeling like, well, I don't want to be a pain and like a nag, like, cause it wasn't my boyfriend. We had just started like going on dates and I'll never forget like following up being like, hey, did you get the results? And he was like, oh, yeah, I did. And I said, Anne. and he said, yeah, I have it. And that's like all we talked what about. What a piece of shit. What? Yeah, uh, that was he only. Ew, yeah, the only thing him. he did was put on. There's an episode of Adam Ruins Everything okay. about herpes. And he just randomly one day was like, man, have you ever seen the show? I think you really like it. And he threw on the herpes episode, didn't tell me. And we were just sitting there watching it. And I just was frozen like, oh, OK. And then after he didn't talk to me about it, he like took a shower. What? Yeah, That's it was so very weird. not great. Yeah. Sounds like he's got a ton of red flags. Yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. we don't have to get too into it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I'm just happy I'm not really wrapped up in any of it, right? At all. And I, I really was never like mad at him. I really was just mad at myself. Of, like, yeah. How'd you let this happen? But yeah. it's you know it's something that can happen to you regardless. At, objectively, not your fault. Yeah, yeah I mean I know yeah. that, but it's how it has, it's how it feels because it sure. just felt very like no, of course. you were always this good kid. You always did the right thing. Right. Like of all my friends, the ones I knew that were one having more one night stands than me, which by the way, totally fine. But you're, like you're envious of those people. You're yeah. like, how many times my friends been like, ah, oh, whoops, we didn't use a condom, and I'm like, I'm the one with herpes. 
Yeah. I'm the condom queen. Right. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, it's so, fucked up. It's, it's fucked up. I'm sorry. That's but okay. I'm, I think it's such like a blessing in disguise because you've helped so many people oh, thank who you. like feel alone when mm-hmm. they find out they have herpes. People have come to me in my DMs and I've sent them to you. And like yeah. just that support group has been amazing. So we're definitely going to put it in show notes for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. You guys brought your phones, right? We did. we did. Let's look at these dating app profiles real quick. <laughs> We're going to do a critique. We, and we did not get a heads up about this. No so this heads is, up. This is without editing. No heads up. I love it. Allie, you want to go first? Yeah. Do you want Bumble or Hinge? Hinge. Okay. Oh, okay. Hot take here. Yeah. I don't think you should be on both. Oh, I'll tell you why. When, again, like this is just like an opinion from someone who is is not on both so like take it with a grain of salt sure. but when i was on all the apps or on apps and i would see a guy on multiple apps i would be like it would be like oversaturated and i'd be like oh that's the guy mm-hmm. on all the apps or like that's the guy that's like you know i've seen on this yeah. and that you know what i mean so it's more like it's like when you're like a celebrity and like your publicist is like, don't do every single appearance. Yeah. You want to make sure that like they're excited when they do see you type of thing. I, I hear that. And I do think that sometimes when I see people on both, but for the most part, I don't see people yeah. on both. Right. And so because of that, I'm like, if I'm getting served different people on each of these apps, then, then I different. am likely getting served to mostly different people. Right. No, that's So fair. that's probably happening to some. Yeah. I mean, can I say this? I'm mostly uh-huh. in my head or embarrassed when I see the people I have seen for the past five years. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Go, I'm still oh, here. they're seeing me. Uh-huh. Oh, they're uh-huh. seeing me. It's like, okay, yeah. all right. How you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been at that point in our lives. I know I have. When I saw someone enough, and they just kept being served to me that I was like, fuck it. And I ended up dating them. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. To me, it's infuriating to see the person we would always match. Yeah. The combo would go nowhere or no one would answer. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's when I say how many times we have to match before we're forced to go out. Yeah. Great I've line. been on multiple dates from that line. That's good. Great that's line. good. All right. Let's see. Sorry. Oh, let's see him. Okay. Can we just hand it to you? Yeah. Okay. 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 It's going to be hard because I'm going to have to describe it. Okay. But a beautiful photo. Thank you. With a caption that says, get someone who looks at you like. And then you're like in a dress. I don't know. I'm just going to show it anyway, even though no one can see. (laughs) (laughs) And then guess my secret talent. The running man, parallel parking, or chopping onions. Ooh. Is it parallel parking? It is parallel parking. Wow. I'm so impressed. Nobody usually guesses that one because we live in New York yeah. and no one drives here. Right. People usually say the running man, which I am horrible at. Yeah. And then you have a voice note. I do. Which is very controversial. Is and it? it says, I know the best spot in town for, is it okay if I play it? Yeah. You're going to have to like turn the volume up oh, as okay. you press play probably. <laughs> best spot in town for California burritos. And if you've never had a California burrito, then we're going to need to fix that as soon as humanly possible. Please let me know. That's really cute. Thank you. But I'm nervous about the voice note thing. I've gotten so many responses to that really? voice note. Yeah. And okay. I love a voice note when I see it on a guy's profile. Yeah. If he does it well. Okay. Like there are some that are super yeah. gross or weird. I used yeah. to have one. I took mine off. Yeah. Because I have a very deep voice. Well, I, And I made, I made fun of it in the voice memo. I did get some I like likes, your. I like your voice. I like your I voice too. I just think that, I don't know. I And you guys have more perspective than I do. I just feel like 
when I'm swiping, I'm just too lazy to listen to some voice notes. Like I already have to oh. listen to like all the voice notes that get sent to me over text. <laughs> like I feel like when I'm swiping, I want to escape from all the voice notes. I know? thought you were going to go the mystery angle. Yeah. Of, like it's more mysterious. And it's more mysterious. Yeah. That but I too. think in online, it makes you more human. I think hearing somebody's voice is just so intimate in a good way. Like I love it mm-hmm. when the voice memo is good. It doesn't have to be the best thing I've ever heard, but right. when it's not weird, I love it. Yeah. And I think if you don't want to listen to it, then they just don't hit play. Yeah, I mm-hmm. hear you. The way to win me over is suggest private room karaoke for a group outing. What's your opening song? That's cute. Thanks, I um, like that you asked a question. I'm all about the CTAs. Calls to action. More cute photos. I like that you're wearing bright colors. I'm looking for a serious thing with a not so serious dude. Might that be you? Question mark. I that that's like a little I don't know tell me how that does that is always my most controversial prompts when I post my profile a lot of responses to it yeah the biggest responses that I get are I don't know if you've gotten to the video yet but the video is my number one that people respond to then the voice note and then that one but that prompt is the one that I rotate in and out the other ones I keep that one I rotate in and out interesting yeah I feel like you could see this and you could think like you're just looking for something serious. Maybe it'll be you. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you editing? No. Yours? Okay. <laughs> no, no. I'm so sorry. No. I'm not editing. I, um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like a serious thing could I I just worry that it could come off like I just need someone to fill the the thing. Yeah. You possibly. Know? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I switch it out. Because right. like I'm like I'm in e-com as my right. career. So I'm like all about like data collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do switch that one out. And that's been getting traction for me recently. So I've left it. It plays better, I think, the older I get. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think when I was in my late 20s, even early 30s, it didn't play as well, things right. like that. Yeah. And now I think as I'm, you know, mid-30s and the guys that I'm trying to date are mid-30s to you yeah. know, late 30s, it's working better. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's a better way than... um I found there's the option you could put what you're looking for. And I put like long-term relationship. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. like that either. I didn't put the marriage yeah. partner one. I felt that was too serious or maybe too scary or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I had the long-term when it was new. I was like, let me see. And my hinge matches were like nothing. I took it off. I swear I got 30 likes in a day. Well, I and always, I was It's frustrating, yeah, but you're no, like, No, wow. when I do dating profile consultations, and I'm trying to look at this in the same way that I do yeah. that, I... Like my things are like no videos, no voice prompts. No, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. No videos. No videos. No videos. But no really? voice Hinge data actually says that videos get 10 times more likes than they photos. Do. But Hinge data like wants you to use Hinge more. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Hinge data doesn't necessarily mean, I don't know. I just don't trust Hinge data. Like I just, I, who's Hinge data? Like <laughs> but, who is doing that? But, but it's going to be the most Logan likes. Yuri is doing it. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But- I don't know. I just, I just, when I do these dating app profile consultations and I have them follow up and tell me how it's going. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're, I think profiles in general do better when it's like a light breeze, breath of fresh air. And these things I think can make a profile seem more intense. And I think like even even just captions, I say like no captions on photos. Three times no. more likes when you have a caption on I, a photo. I, I believe these statistics. <laughs> I'm just saying what I don't think 
to to work. Like if if we were if you came to me, which you didn't, I made you do this against your will. <laughs> so I'm very aware of that. But if you came to me and you were like, I something needs to change. Yeah. These are the things that I would change. Yeah, That's yeah, all I'm saying. Okay. Totally. The mm-hmm. video is my number one. I I don't have the actual data on this because I don't track my likes. But yeah. if I had to estimate, I would say 75% of the likes and comments I get on Hinge are on the video. Yeah. And it, That's so I, interesting. I also happen to think that it's because of what the video is. And yeah. I think it's good. But yeah. like. And then, and then like read the long-term relationship thing. I just think who on Hinge, I, I feel like unless you're on Hinge in your 30s, not looking for a long-term relationship you don't have to say that you're looking for a long-term relationship. You should only say if you're looking for a short-term relationship. That makes sense Otherwise, it's pretty like or casual. I, I, understood. Mm-hmm. I also think that no matter what they've put on their profile, I'm having that conversation on the first date. Right. Yeah. So it then, doesn't matter. Exactly. Okay, let's take a look. Mine, you want my hinge? Here you go. Let's take a look. I do okay. not have as much color as Allie. I'll let you know that. Love That's the first right. photo. I mean, the key to my heart. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I do my best. The key to my heart is a good playlist you'll sing along to. Dancing optional, but highly encouraged. Cute. I, my notes on this is there's a lot of punctuation, mm-hmm. which I find to be like on the same line of like a little more intense. I feel like more conversational, like, just like the key to my heart is a good playlist you'll sing along to dash dancing optional but highly encouraged no period you know what yeah. i mean like just like making it a little lighter but i also since you're a comedian and you're funny would start with something funny yeah but, this is i've redone my profile so yeah. many times i'll give you a heads up yeah but uh because i used to have i'm a big music person i'm a big concert person yeah. it's one of my favorite things to do i used to have something along the lines of what's the last concert you've been to yeah i like to, that i like me. that I even like what's the first concert you ever you've ever yeah because yeah. And I just all I found was a lot of people don't go to concerts that often right 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 so I was like mm. so yeah, I switched I like it up to a, a good playlist yeah 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 and I'm a sing along in the car kind of gal yeah yeah know? yeah that's cute so. and then there's a video I'm assuming you're saying something funny in the video yeah I am. yeah <laughs> and then, yeah, and then <laughs> actually what's hilarious is you just skipped over it what I it's one of my jokes I did on Corden of men don't read your profile right just look right. at the pictures and then it, you and then it's the literally a lot of them don't even watch it huh well didn't you bring that up with the herpes thing you were like i had herpes on my profile and man, like yeah, a that man part didn't even see that. that yeah yeah but that was a really funny yeah, about yeah that, i do yeah. yeah i got plenty um, of herpes bits baby yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> for life so. we're we're the same type <laughs> of weird if you have an eating system and always save the best for last i think we talked about this because it looks familiar maybe i, do think I think you after. mentioned that when when Lindsay was on our pod i think you mentioned yeah 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 when we were leaving, we weren't recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, true. The one thing I'd love to know about you is how do you do vacation? Are we sightseeing, being active, or lounging on the beach? Oh, yeah. We talked about this as we were leaving. I like that one a lot because yeah, that so. tells a lot about so a person. Key. Yeah. I mean, so no real notes except I would take off the video because like, why do they get to see your comedy before they come see you on a show? It's more I was like, I'm going to show, show your funny rather than tell yeah. funny, if that yeah. makes sense. And, and I, it's also, I have the picture of me. It's not with James Corden, but you could see right, the like, right. sign for the show. And it's just, it's just a way of, I'm like, I do stand-up comedy here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I used to hide that for a long time. But now that I am a full-time comedian, I'm right, like, I think it's awesome. it always yeah. comes up. And, yeah, I, of and it's like, if it's such a deterrent for you, then just say no to my profile. Right. No, I'm fair. Like, now. fair. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Thank you guys for letting me do that. Oh, yeah. That's all right. Okay, the last... And I'll be quick because I think we're like definitely at the hour mark. Topic that I wanted to talk about is this topic of toxic independence. Have you heard this? 
really recently. Oh, oh, you did a video. Yeah, probably before me. Yeah. Probably me. Uh, is this the opposite of weaponized incompetence? Why have I heard this recently? It <laughs> was because I follow Lindsay. That's yeah. why. Um, I this term was brought to my attention by a follower who said something like. I'm in a new relationship. And when he offers to do things for me, I say, no, I got this. Mm. That's like a default. Do you see yourself ever doing that when you start to see someone because you guys are established, you're in your 30s, mm-hmm. you have your routines, you have your shit together. Do you feel like that's something that you're like less likely to let a guy feel like he's, you know, a savior type I'll of thing? I'll let you take it first. I've you know? thought about this a lot, not in letting a guy feel like he's a savior because like that to me feels like a little patriarchal for what I'm looking for at least. But I think that I have thought about the fact that I do need to make space for someone Mm. in my life. And currently as it is, like I don't have that person, therefore there isn't that space, Mm. but that for the person I like, I want to make it. And that means not just time, like it means literal space in terms of time in my schedule, but that also means space to feel like he is adding to my life. Yeah, And I, We've talked about this, I think, of saying yes to help in general to kind of feed into this because I'm so quick. Even if I do need help, like if I'm in like a Sephora and somebody (laughs) asks me if I need help finding something and I'm fully lost, I will still say no. Right. And I think that that does feed into that toxic independence. And Mm. then I'll just wander around the store and I'm sure the sales associate is like, this idiot clearly needed help, said no. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of someone offering me help, I've been... I'm good about that. Or especially in the dating scenario. Like when a guy's like, oh, let me get the door for you. I'm like, I got it. Yeah. Like, yeah you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, little shit yeah. like that. It's like, no, right. it's nice. Someone no, offers nice. something. It's nice. Right. You, I cook for someone and they're like, oh, let me do the dishes. I'm not like, no. Yeah. No dishes yeah, yeah. for you. You know? Right. For me, it's more asking for help. So similar to Allie. And that actually was something I read. I forget what book, but it was a move with men. And that is actually a move that I do subscribe to and try to do. Of like, yeah, people like feeling helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's a Matthew Messy thing. <laughs> yeah, basically. Of like, yeah, if there's a little task and you give it to a guy, just give it to him. Yeah. It's like the pickle jar theory is what it's called. Right. So it's like that makes them feel more masculine. It makes them feel more manly. Totally. And all men also sit there and go, we want to help, but we don't know what you want. So you got to give them something. So that's why I'm like, not to bring back rules, but I'm like, I'm not really a rules person, but I'm a moves person. Yeah, no, I, I like love that picking move. up moves and keeping them here being like, hey, I got moves. Yeah, I got <laughs> some moves. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I love that move. <laughs> asking for help is a great one. Someone recently asked me a question about like, they feel like they're inexperienced in the bedroom, whatever. How do they tell guys? And I basically pickle jarred them. them. I was like, wait, that's like the best task you can give to a guy is being like, oh, I don't really know. Like, you know, can you show me how you like to like, you know, whatever, like get a hand job or whatever it is, you know, guys love that shit because they're like, oh, it's a task for me. And like, I can be helpful, but also like get better hand jobs. You know what I mean? Guys just care about enthusiasm. Win win. They don't give a shit if you've done nothing. But if you're like, I really want to do this. Yeah. I've never done it before, but walk me through it. Right. They love that. They also get to explain something. Yeah, exactly. They get an opportunity to mansplain. It's perfect. (laughs) I also have a tip for blowjob feedback if anybody wants. Let's hear it. No. Okay. I did this once with a guy. So I used to do, I called it the curtain where like you put your hair, you know, over your face and uh-huh. they don't see what you're doing. And it was so then I would feel more comfortable like giving head, right? Okay. And I was dating this guy and I was very comfortable with him. And I used to roll my lips over my teeth because 
all I heard growing up was a oh, teethy blowjob, terrible, right? So I was like, oh, well, you know, yeah. I'll avoid it. Yeah. It worked. I was getting dudes off. So I was like, I think I'm doing this correctly. And then finally, I was comfortable enough dating someone that I was like, can I give you a choice one or choice two, like the eye doctor? And he was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I'm just going to do two different things. Tell me what feels better. And I did a different position with my mouth as opposed to like over my teeth. And he said the other one was better. And I was okay. like, oh, OK. Tell us. Show what? us. Which, What's the other one? I mean, it's like roll. you're sucking a popsicle. I don't know. Like, I'm without not gonna put rolling, my your, without my rolling your Yeah, like I would over. roll my lips like, over my teeth because I was so afraid of the teeth feedback that men mm. always say. Like, like a blow I'm just trying to moisture. think. I haven't had a popsicle in a long time. I'm trying to think how I, I mean, it's like I could put my finger in my mouth. I don't, I don't know think if that's much moisture here. if you roll your lips under, right? Wouldn't exactly. That be the issue? So yeah. it was, I read something right. about blowjobs and it was like about like a little suction, a little this. And I was like, I can't do all that with the mouth position I've been doing. Right. And so I basically was like, all right, let me just experiment and be like, you tell me what's better. Yeah. And the fact that I just put my hair in front of my face, so they also couldn't see what I was doing. So it was a mystery to them and they just went based on feeling. I was like, I like All the right. choice A, choice B. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, no, that's this really one? cool. And then I was like, this one. They're like, ooh, number two. I'm a huge fan of asking for a blowjob direction. Yeah. Everybody's different. And I think guys should be like that with going down on girls. Absolutely. Like yeah, they yeah, yeah. should be more open to because every girl likes something different, you know? Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay. We definitely have to wrap up, but I'm going to ask you a, like two rapid fire poll questions sure. real quick. Significant other is super rigid about not doing anything during certain sports events. For example, he would never miss a baseball league in order to hang out with you. Red flag, deal breaker, or no big deal? No big deal. No big deal. I'm guessing there's like a thing he would miss it for. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You went on an amazing first date with a guy, hit it off, both traveling, super chatty over text, post date, then fizzled. Is he ghosting or waiting till he gets back? I'd say just wait till he gets back. You're only going to know once he gets back. But. Yeah. Text him. Like I say it, leave fizz, it. Fizzles on both people. A fizzle is mutual. I don't think so. But what I was do. the question? Is it ghosting? <laughs> but I, I like to disagree. <laughs> How long do you stay in a relationship if everything is good besides sex life and compatibility? A few weeks, a few months, or six months? A few months at most. It depends on if you're talking about it or not. Well, yeah. I'm like, what's what's good if not sex life and compatibility? <laughs> like, yeah, the compatibility part's confusing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Oh, I thought she meant sexually compatible. I also thought she meant sexually compatible. Yeah, yeah. I, th- well, I read that as maybe. everything's great no, maybe but right. the sex. Yeah. A few months, you're working on yeah, it. Yeah, a few months. Agreed. And they're working on it. And they will working, not talk about it. Working, yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, last one. If you're like a more reserved person, let's say, would you rather be with an outgoing person and vice versa. Like, do you want your opposite in terms of that or too outgoing, too reserved? You know? I don't want my opposite. I am the outgoing person, though, so I don't know how reserved people would feel. But I, I've struggled with dating reserved people. Mm-hmm. I like, is this just in terms of like being out? Because I'm uh, like, I like a, I like a quiet confidence or more like someone that doesn't need to be in front of the camera, but mm-hmm. is outgoing, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. But that just comes from so the like the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, but you know I, what I, I mean? Like, but I agree. Yeah. Someone who's like, yeah, I'm happy to go out and they'll talk to people. Yeah. But they don't feel the need to be the center of attention. But I'm also not like that. So I would right. actually say it's similar. You need a, a knife. There's a knife? forks, knives, and spoons. Oh, what are forks, knives, and spoons? Well, we got to get the book. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. Oh, okay. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. For the next episode that we do together. <laughs> Perfect. Guys, this has been so much fun. Where can everybody find? Oh, can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice? Oh, gosh. I think uh, this is going to go in the face of the rules thing. But I think that the advice would be what you said of the 
take what serves you and leave what doesn't Mm -hmm. and try to remove yourself from this anxiety that if you don't do things exactly quote unquote right, then everything's ruined. Yeah. Like take that pressure off yourself. Mm -hmm. I'll go with closed mouths. Don't get fed. Exactly. So speak up for what you want. Communicate what you want. I love that. Where can everyone find you, follow you and listen to the podcast? Our podcast is Finding Mr. Heights, the podcast. It's on all podcast platforms, including the one you're likely listening on right now. And then my social media is at Finding Mr. Height on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm at Sperica, S-P-E-R-I-C-A-A. And uh, my website's ericaspira.com if you want to come to a show. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.